You're listening to Podhaven. What is happening? Martin? Yes? You're meant to clap on the fifth clap. Shit, I forgot about the clapping. We do this oh, all the time. I know. I've real hurt my hands to I do know, that I'm real sorry. big. <laughs> oh, alright, let's try the clapping again. Do it. <laughs> been a very long time. Fuck. Oh no. Well, I'm ageless, so I guess that works out pretty well for me. What What have we done? Where Where have we been? What's happened? Well, I'm I'm a I'm a wizened old skeleton now, playing more xylophone on my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you've always been that. So. True, but you know. Um, I'm, an, I'm an ageless vampire dandy, so I don't, I don't think I have anything to worry about. Yeah, you're the you're the one who's gotten out of this lightly, fucking. <laughs> it's but, amazing. You know, something something poetic about the curse of vampirism or whatever. What's amazing? It's amazing um, how much of my time spent editing goes into just editing out your constant bone xylophones that you've been doing for the entire time I've known you. It yeah, can be a little distracting. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I don't know how like you make like. Do you just like? Get a sample of it where it's just like me playing all jingly jangly xylophones on my ribs, and then like edit it that edit that out of the whole track. Like I don't know how you've managed to do it, and so cleanly as well. It's it's a, it's a, it's a real it's, testament to your skills there. I think it's yeah. movie magic. Truly, it's you're the foremost magic. editor of our generation. Bracket sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that, that got me. That one got me. It's all right. Uh, this um, is a good time for us. So, yeah, it's been a month. It's been... Well, I'll tell you what's happened, right? I'll tell you why why it's this has been the case. All it's because right. it's of the World of Cups. Oh, yeah, it? that explains it. That, yeah. that, that was on while we were away, wasn't it? We haven't yeah. done one since then, right? Have we? Uh, have was I it? missed something? The World of Cups. You know, Cups. It's coming to my house. You know. Oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that, that has interfered, and I'll tell you why. As we all know, as is well documented in the history books of it that we've read, right? Video game people mm. are all weak nerds who hate sports. That's true. They hate sports, which is why FIFA does so terribly every year. Really badly, yeah. Madden as yeah. well in America. Really, really yeah, famously and because, bad sales. And because of how much money that... Well, how mu- because of they keep losing all of the money every time they put one of these games out, they have to make it all back by getting their players hooked on gambling. Yeah. That's See, there's a reason for all of it. The three a... people who buy it every year, Yeah. they, they all... Um, they all take their parents' credit cards and spend millions of pounds. Yeah, and that's, that's the only them. way those poor FIFA people can survive. Oh. Or people. People you as, you, as you would otherwise have known them. But the point is, because of all of the sports that have happened, we've like been unable 
to like talk about games because every time we open our mouths, all of the sports just get in and they clog up our throats and we can't right. breathe. It really does sap your energy or your ability to talk about it, games. It, dra- the sports it just, are just drains fl- you. Flying from every angle. There's no. There's just sports it. happening. Although I did think it was weird what happened right at the end. I don't know if any of you any of you followed the Cup of Worlds. I'm I, I, my usual uh, tactic is to pretend that I do and just vaguely waffle about something. Yeah, until but I, they stop I did talking. find uh, it odd how at the I, end. I I just I just kept googling. Has it come home yet? And then it turned out that it never did come no, home. It never it's was not, home. It's it not going to come home. It's it's a shame. But, really, the poor thing is lost. Yeah, like the strange thing was how all of the teams like came out onto the pitch at the end, and then they all looked at the cameras and said, "Hello, we're all the World Cup football teams. We're going to Asgard now. Eat your breakfast." That was really. Like, it was really strange, and then they all jumped into that portal and disappeared, disappeared forever. <laughs> hmm. That was unnerving. An unexpected twist ending to the, yeah. the world of cups. We've got no footballers anymore. And they're all gone. They're all as they were all as guardian the whole time. They all went to. The, well, we can only assume. I mean, how else would they even know how to get there? Well, I mean, I've seen Thor Ragnarok, and there's no. And Wayne Rooney was all them. of the characters. <laughs> If you remember yeah, that, I film, actually know you I mentioned do. it. I hadn't noticed, but now you pointed it out. It's just a variety of wigs and costumes. Yeah, it's a marvel of costuming, really. Like, really, the costume designers are the unsung heroes of Thor Ragnarok because they mean, managed Elle- to make Wayne Rooney look like literally anyone other than Wayne Rooney. Elodie could appreciate the Hollywood magic of this, I'm sure. Yeah, being the best sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the bit in. Um... Thor Ragnarok because it's a funny joke film with lots of funny jokes like the Deadpool man yeah with many comedies uh, yeah he tries mm-hmm. to lean on a shelf at once but he yeah, does it's not funny succeed it's silly um, yeah but I liked that they yeah. made lots of jokes about um, Shrek in it because it was all Wayne Rooney playing everyone they kept turning to the camera and he'd say I'm Wayne Rooney I'm, I look like Shrek and it's very funny because that's the joke yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a good joke, classic humor. It was. It made me laugh in my heart. <laughs> it's probably not where you're supposed to laugh. No, I, I was. Welcome to the NBA the podcast with me, your host, Elodie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't it's sound too fucking concerned. <laughs> Josh has been to the hospital. We it's got been filled a month. with sports juice. It I've didn't been... come home. Asteroids in an ice hotel. Yeah, these things are not connected. Though it's funnier if you imagine they are. Well, what we were hoping to do was that the next this episode would have come out a couple weeks back yeah. and been the goodbye episode for Astrid. Uh, but then Astrid has yeah. jobs and makes money and Real has jobs. just been shipped yeah. over to yeah. Sweden to a nice hotel. Um, it, yeah, in so, a crate. So, like, I mean, yeah. we're just gonna have to accelerate the program and start putting Martin in it for a bit, and then get Astrid back to do the the other one. Well, yeah. that's, that's we have yeah. no other recourse. <laughs> it's the only option. So, there is. It's the only way. <laughs> so, um, in in DJ. Oh, shoot! I forgot to introduce you guys. Or actually, oh yeah, shit! No. Oh yeah, we've got to do that. I mean, we've said Martin's name. 
Yeah, well, it's a bit of spoiler, so maybe you should edit that out until later. Yeah, we should we should edit just any instance. Okay, of give me name. a really clear like um, bit of folio of your name, and I will edit it into uh, where your names usually go. James, that's not my name. <laughs> it's my middle name. So it's it's connected. So it's in some close way. enough. Yeah, that's close enough. It's basically right. the same thing. Now, what's my middle name? Uh, do you want you've me to guess? To, you've got um, to guess. Lake. Xavier. No, oh. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, real? It's it's a rigged it's a trick game. Trick question. That was a cruel trick. It was a cruel. Thank God I didn't have the common sense to like make you put some sort of wager on it, or I'd have <laughs> I'd have taken you for all you own. Well, the funny part of that is that you think I have enough money to put wagers on anything. <laughs> I actually considered saying you don't have one as like a uh, as like I think this is going to be a trick question, but then I thought it'd be funnier, like yeah. real funny, to say Lake because your last name is Rivers. Oh, that you're right. I hadn't even put that together. I've got to be honest. I I thought you said Blake, <laughs> so that was completely <laughs> lost on me. <laughs> But, uh, so you, you know, you, you took a chance and you lost it all, really. No. You know, no one threw can it all away for, for something I, for something you I can't hear. change your mind, I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. And I'm Josh in Rivers. Simmons now. Okay, so my question about that, before we venturing a little further off topic, just because this has been on my mind all week. Yes. Are they still doing ABBA songs? Because surely they ran out in the first. Oh, one. they're just putting the same ones in it again. They'll just yeah, do they're them just again. Doing them again. Oh. I thought they maybe had like plumb the depths of ABBA's discography to find obscure. Beasts. Colin Firth's in it. I like him. Well, he's he's a he's he's a he's a. He's guy. the best yeah. Mister Darcy he's that they've it. done. All the Mr. Darcy's they've had. Yeah, um, they have had I, like tons. I have tons some very well. strong opinions about um, Pride and Prejudice. So, like indie games, then. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> there is a In Pride and Prejudice indie, indie game that exists. So technically, it's on. Really? Topic. So that's yeah, a segue. I don't remember what we've done there. Yeah, it's a segue. Okay. Indie Haven Podcast's first segue. No, I'm I'm looking it up now. I wrote Price and Prejudice by accident, but it's fine. Indie game. Yeah, it's called Matches and Matrimony. <laughs> there may actually be others. There are actually several others. That's just the first result. That may be not be the right one. They're definitely these definitely exist. Matches and Matrimony. Yeah, Big Fish Games. There's a bunch of really bad and like one person indie games that were dashed out in half an hour. But there's definitely like a legit one somewhere. Do you know what I really don't like? Pride and Prejudice and what? Zombies. Never seen it, but I don't like it conceptually. Yeah. I mean, the era when the, when that was first released, it was a novelty book. The idea someone took the text of Pride and Prejudice and occasionally inserted some references to the zombies in it to a hilarious effect. Yeah, but you can't really translate that to film, so the the dumb joke is kind of lost. Yeah, so <laughs> it's literally just the characters of it and they're shooting zombies with a gun. Yeah. Uh, did you know that there's another another novelty book in the same series? Uh, but that one's called Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, and it's got like a Cthulhu fella in a suit on yeah. it. Yeah, 
I used to work in a bookstore, and I remember seeing that on the shelf. <laughs> it had a cool cover. <laughs> I saw it on the shelf the other day when I was looking for the new Halo novel. Because it's at the end of the alphabet, and they put the tie-in shit after the alphabet. Yeah, they do. They put all the novelty books afterwards. You call you call him call him my my Halo novels novelty. <laughs> no, no, no. I get they put they tend to put next to the licensed stuff, which is uh, a different category. <laughs> anyway, anyway, some news happened in the last month that we've not been doing it. Yeah, which is rare, actually, genuinely. Yeah, no. Usually, when we don't do an episode, nothing will have happened in the massive gap. Yeah, I guess For so that we reason. don't have to feel bad about not having talked about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. the universe is quite kind like that, I guess. Yeah, in, in that one only. regard and not many others. So, yeah, but this time it's not that. It hasn't. It straight up hasn't. So what's the thing that we need to have spoken about from us? So this one's going to be a short one because there's not much to say about it. Yeah. But um, since the last time we recorded... Uh, in the the ongoing saga, uh, PUBG dropped the lawsuit against Fortnite. Yeah, they did. Yep. Uh, so the whole thing was just a massive waste of time for everyone involved. Well, who yeah. saw that coming? Yeah. Uh, we all we all knew, really, that there yeah. would be no celebratory references to chicken dinners at the end of this road. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all like. Like, even with the revelation that it may not have been as bullshit as we all kind of instinctively thought, like, what you kind of don't want to do is, like, establish a history of making spurious lawsuits weeks before this one. And well, yeah, and well, it is. Like, whether they were in the right or not, they did not help themselves out. And it, it, it. Even in the best case scenario, which, in fairness, it was better than we initially thought it was. Yeah. It's still pretty thin, and it's still not yeah. great. So, even in the best case scenario, it's never going to turn out particularly well. Hmm. So, I think, yeah, dropping it was the right decision. Not doing it in the first place would have been the even righter decision, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. You lose every PG tips pyramid tea bag, you don't. Fuck. <laughs> and if someone had told them that, then uh, I wouldn't have to be fucking doing it now, would I? Yeah, well, somebody so, has to. Just someone's got to. Someone's, someone needs to tell them about the fucking tea bags. Martin. Literally, the, the literal fucking tea bags, because they're tea bags that fuck. Oh, wow. It's, they might as well be at this point. I don't know if I feel comfortable drinking that tea. You shouldn't. No, hmm. you shouldn't. It's a dreadful you should, experience. You shouldn't drink something that can can consent to being fucked. You know, that's, rule of thumb. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good rule for life. I like. I'm gonna leave that big gap <laughs> in the recording there. Oh, I'd be insulted if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it works better with the gap. The gap uh, is. The truth, and we would not admit we would not admit the truth ever. So the thing is that we're talking bullshit because there's not really much else to say about this one. Yeah, no, I mean, this just, was the conclusion we sort of expected. Like, we just, yeah. just don't want to end it too soon. Yeah, yeah. It, it went exactly the way we anticipated, and that's really yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, that's we put more news stories on the docket than we usually do because usually we focus on two things and 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were like, um, yeah, this one is going to last about two seconds, and then we're yeah, going to not have... Yeah, it's kind of a have... dog bites man story. <laughs> is that a phrase? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, so shall we move on to the next one? Because I don't think move we're going to get anything one. on this one. Okay, moving on. Next uh, one. So, if you have been listening to the Indie Haven podcast since the beginning, or you've gone back and listened to the backlog, you'll know mm-hmm. that our first episode, one of the main things we focused on was the... um indie potential on the Switch. Yes. And, to be honest, the Switch has had a pretty good indie lineup. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Nintendo has announced something that they wish to do. Yeah, they've, uh, they've announced a decision that human beings have made. Yeah, uh, so what's, what is that decision, Josh? Um, uh, I believe Elodie uh, Cunningham of the Indie Haven podcast that they are aiming to have somewhere in the region of 30 indie games put onto their system a week. Mm, that's kind of a, hurts me. <laughs> that's kind Where of Where have I heard this before? proposition. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. it just, like, they someone has got to have heard, someone at Nintendo has got to have heard that indie developers are coming to the Switch having been driven from Steam. Yeah. Right? Someone must have heard that story. So what I don't understand is who then made the decision to be more like Steam? Well, I think what might have gone through their head there is they thought, oh, so indie indie developers want to come to us instead of Steam. We should get more of them. We should get all of them from Steam to move here. All of the Steam indie developers. It can't be... It must just be that the platform isn't as good for indie games and not that they've got an over... Well, it lacks the Nintendo eShop's intuitive and easy-to-navigate design. Yeah. I I got cut off just for a few seconds a second ago, so uh, I said hello at one point instead of that out. (laughs) Alright. Uh... It's just a strange decision. So, yeah, like... Uh, yeah, so it's like... I feel like there's something we're not seeing here about the profitability of this, because PlayStation do it as well, and they're already opening the floodgates to any joker who wants to come in and make whatever There's got to be something in it for them to. short term. There has to be Surely. some kind of quick game that doesn't cost them too much yeah because like why why else i mean it doesn't make you look good no i can't imagine they generate that many sales nintendo are kind of like disney they're normally so particular about their reputation so i find this decision really weird so unless they mean i mean have they been pretty vague about it do they mean what they want to do is they have a big catalog of indie games from the past that they want to add on and it's going to be like 30 a month for a until they catch up on that back catalogue, or is it going to be a case of 30 new ones all the time? Is that is that the way they phrase I have, it? Makes I have it a sinking feeling like, that you yeah. just put more thought into it than they uh. have when they made the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like, that's yeah, a point. No, I don't I, think they've spoken to the actual viability of this at all. I think they just say that they just said it's what they want to do. Like that's good. It's not the first time they've come up with an idea they think is a good one. They try it for a month and then they drop it because it doesn't work. I mean, Nintendo have done this before. So yeah, this is... it's become something of a habit. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, you say that Nintendo's very protective. The thing is that they're very protective until they're not, and then they're really not. I mean, that's yeah, true. true. The Wii was littered with, with just shovelware by the end. Well, the Wii was losing them. Uh, well, start, start, was was they dropping in sales really badly? And I think what they mm. were trying to do, and the Wii U wasn't performing like they expected it to, so they were just desperate for something to keep things afloat until they managed to recover from that. But I don't know. It just seems like that is usually what you get at the end of a console's life cycle, rather than kind of near the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it just. Nintendo are weird and they make weird decisions and sometimes that's a good thing but yeah. in this case it, I don't think that it is yeah, I think that this, this one's is probably going to, not going to be this isn't going to pan out the this problem, is going to end yeah. up hurting indie games overall rather than helping them I mean mm. for every, every new platform that opens itself up to new indie developers that they get excited about inevitably does something it seems and it at least seems to inevitably do something like this and yeah. We're going to run out of places to go, and it's going to be a situation where they feel completely abandoned by the larger industry with nothing, and you, they have to just coexist with a bunch of nonsense shovelware and racist crap just to keep themselves afloat. It's almost as if giant, like, fucking publishers and platform holders are ever so slightly out of touch with what smaller companies want. Mm-hmm. But they have total and control helps of them the market, so, Yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing okay. I'm fucking Sony. Blah, blah, blah. Uncanny impression there. <laughs> That's That was Mr. Sony, head of the PlayStation company. <laughs> I'm Mr. Yeah. Sony. Give me all of your indie games. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm very Japanese. <laughs> I'm Japanese. This is my Japanese accent. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, I remember that press conference, so, actually. It was, <laughs> it was a bizarre press conference. It was strange. It was even stranger when they just um, emptied that barrel of wine gums into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Never when explained started, it. When they started to melt under the hot lights and they just became like a, a sticky... Just this flat. weird wine gum carpet covering just like the few metres they, in they front just, of the stage. They just you know kept we... throwing more and more of them. They kept melting and melting and melting. Yeah. You know that way wine gums get yeah. when they're just a little melted and they get kind of sticky yeah. and it's all gross and they attract all the lint? Oh, oh, they had That halfway stage was the worst part. It was the worst part for many of the people who were in the audience at the time. Like Even just hearing the second-hand accounts, it was faintly horrifying. Well, no, but it was more than faintly horrifying when they kept pouring them in, and they kept melting, and then people started to drown. Mm-hmm. When it got yeah. deep enough that people were falling in there, unable to escape from the sticky mass, and were just suffocating. They yeah. keep saying... Video game companies keep saying that they've got to put all of these additional revenue streams in their games and whatnot to, for their business to be viable. I have to question... If you're that fucking in the red, who's paying for all the fucking wine gums that you keep <laughs> dumping on the press? That's an excellent question. Let's this is the right third the, right time this has happened. For God's sake. Stop like in- your wine gum tomfoolery, individual Mr. Wine Sony. Not individual expensive. wine gums. Millions it's of wine terrible. Gums. And the construction equipment required to raise them up above the audience... 
and yeah. slowly pour them for minutes at a time. To say nothing of the winches. Oh, yeah. The pulley system they had to set up to get them right up to the far back of the room. Yes. Oh. Uh, Hiring so the venue. Us, to pull us back a bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, who would have expected after the um, absolute shit show that was the Xbox Live arcade <laughs> indie scene? Oh, thank you for mm-hmm. reminding me. <laughs> Who would have expected that this generation, Xbox would have been the only console, or the only real platform, that didn't have this problem? Seriously. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, have, have they made any real, like, conscious effort to, like, have an indie game thing this generation? Or are they just putting the games on there, like normal humans? Because no, it seems to me meant... that this always happens whenever, uh, like, a platform holder goes out of their way to like make it a big deal that they've got indie games. Well, like, we've got... was fine in its original state. In its original incarnation, I'm sure, but like, it does seem to be the inevitable fate of any time like a company goes, "Oh, we want indies because that is good for us to say that we've got them." Bring in millions of them, please. And they then fundamentally they just... don't care. Yeah, they just don't care or under, about or understand the culture well, around. Yeah, they the don't. Game, they so... don't give a fuck about actual quality, as is evidenced yeah. by most AAA output. They just mm-hmm. want. It's just a good headline for them to have. So then, in their minds, they well, people like indie games. We have lots of those to keep people will like us. Yeah, exactly. So let's just the, have this is an indie game. Let's not yeah. look at it. And they're small, so they're cheap to host. You just have yeah. thousands of them. And it doesn't but matter the what they are. No one ever cares of their AAA games. So, Yeah. They don't give a fuck. It's just, they, uh, they don't give Jimmy uh, Cartwheels flying blue shit about anything. And as, as, I mean, it ultimately, and I mentioned this before, it just always comes back to the money. So there must be some kind of money in this. That isn't clear from the outside. There's got to that, be. Yeah, and, and and as long as they just keep keep raking in the cash, they're not really going to care until they're forced to. And by then, it'll be yeah. too late for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But hey, fuck all of us, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> Capitalism's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I, I had noticed. Yeah, from time to time, it's, it's come it's, to my attention. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm being 100% honest, I'm not entirely having a great time under this system. It's about time somebody said it. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know that's a controversial opinion, but uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like um, it's not like we've ever had anyone in this podcast whose platform is dedicated to talking about video games and criticising capitalism. Nope, completely yeah, new idea. It's, a, it's nope. an original move for the podcast, I believe. I think I'm the first. I think I'm the first person in video games to ever have said that. Possibly in the world. Possibly in I the universe. It's, hard, it's, it's tough to prove, but you know, I'm a, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that makes me some sort of messianic figure uh, in the industry. You, that's well, that's for up. other people to say about yeah. me. But you know, I'm just saying what I feel. I'm I'm just opening my mouth and letting words fly out of my head. <laughs> Here you are, and I, I like pause for a while to just let you keep going because I thought you probably wanted us to let, make you stop at some point. Mm. There, because you just kept trailing off and off and off. But I thought it'd be funnier to let it run its course. 
It's got to happen. You've got to. It's, you've got to let it happen. <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to say about Nintendo? It's a terrible uh, idea, and they shouldn't yeah. do it. I mostly oh, just want to give it a long sigh. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do it. It's a bad idea. Just, just put games on. Just put just games do, on. Just do what you were bloody doing that made indie developers come to you. Yeah, you don't like, need you, to do more work. Than you, that. This was yours to fuck up. You had the. You had the developers. You had them coming in. This was yours to fuck. You fucked it. You've actually you you like, actually had intercourse with it. Not in a good or useful way. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. Is it's there... not helpful. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of a way that they could have fucked indie games in a good and useful way. <laughs> just use your imagination. <laughs> use use it and think. Of the the uh, fucking hell. Uh, so, Martin, do you want to bring us into our third bit of news? Oh yes. So, what is it, third, Martin? Tell us. Our third bit mouth. of news, and I won't say nobody saw it coming because that's not quite true. But mm-hmm. it is a little bit like bringing something back from the dead. No Man's Sky has been getting slowly trickling in some major updates recently. And the most recent one has brought a ton of new people into the game, and they are talking about it a lot. And uh, the general consensus seems to be that it's a huge improvement over the initial launch. So I haven't had actually a chance to play it since the last update yet, so I want to hear what all your thoughts are. Is it still No Man's Sky? Fundamentally, yes, I think so, but it's added a lot of stuff that they originally said they were going to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it now does all of the things they said it was going to do at launch, which yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> good on them for like finally fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit late for that. Yeah, it's a little bit. I wouldn't I'm 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 say good a... on them either. To be honest, I'd say yeah. you yeah. did it. I've always been a bit of an apologist for No Man's Sky. I gotta say, I've always kind of found it sort of charming in its own right, and I know that's not necessarily an opinion I can support with evidence. But um, I mean, you're talking. I mean, to I the... appreciate that you're at least willing to suggest that you're talking to the <laughs> person. Some whose people favorite... have been very kind of. You're talking to the person whose favorite film is The Phantom Menace, Martin. I think you got a better leg to stand on than I have. <laughs> I oh just yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've played and enjoyed fucking Anima Gate of Memories, for God's sake. Clearly, there's something physically wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I played No Man's Sky not long after launch, and I found it kind of meditative, and as I do with almost every mm. game, I got bored after a few days. And, um, yeah, every now and again I'll go back to it, and it's kind of, oh, this is relaxing, this is nice. And that's basically been my entire investment in it. So I would certainly would not have ever bought it at full price. I think I paid like twenty bucks for it back in the day. And uh, mm. but I mean, I never really had a, a, a distinct problem with it. I always sort of enjoyed it, and I didn't really understand the intensity of the uh, the dis- criticism of the game I think, itself. I think it was just. I think it was just fueled by the disappointment. Yeah, the disappointment is one thing, and I, I can. I can understand that because it was not as advertised, but in terms of how the game mm. itself functioned, I always got found I got something out of it. I really, and, I think that it would have done a lot better critically if they hadn't hyped it so much. But mm-hmm. and, and in fairness to Hello Games, part of that was um, Sony 
as well. So there, there, there was a bit. Our good friend Sony, who we from... love oh, yes. and have not talked badly about at all this podcast episode. Never, I'm ever. Sony. You <laughs> <laughs> should buy No Man's Sky. You could do things in it that aren't in the game. Blah. <laughs> Have some wine gums. No. So I had mixed feelings about the updates that were being made because I kind of enjoyed the game as it was for its own weird little meditative thing, kind of like the game equivalent of watching a fish tank for a while. <laughs> and uh, which again is they've very got relaxing. Called, they've got that. It's called Absu. <laughs> you literally look at fish. Yeah. Yeah. True. But I mean, the, the, fake fish are not as good as real fish. They're less, they're more, you know, they're not unpredictable. Fish are pretty, and <laughs> it's hard for me to explain. I'm not, I'm not feeling too good the first today, but I feel like it's, it's a very soothing. And I got a bit, had some mixed feelings about the updates as they were coming in because I felt it was becoming more and more like a regular game. And I thought, well, I don't really know if I'm too interested in that because that's something we already have lots of. But the the way people have been talking about it on Twitter in particular. Um, has been interesting to me because they're talking about um, a, a series of their personal organically developed stories in a way that a lot of games like it have claimed to do or to with limited success back, yeah. I remember back when Skyrim first came out people talked a lot about it in these terms about the organic storytelling but the nuts and bolts behind that really started to show very quickly Breath yeah. of the Wild Yeah, Breath of the Wild as well was another example yeah, but that—I mean—that—that that, that was something where the gaps in the and uh, the, me- the mechanisms behind it all became quite clear before too much, before too long, really. And I, it's starting based on the talk about it that No Man's Sky has reached a point where it's been a touch more successful at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's like, it, it feels like those or uh, those kind of uh, organic storytelling opportunities are much better woven into the game. The improvements to the procedural generation in the game have been much better. From what I have, have drastically improved from what I can gather. So things are less likely to be completely nonsensical. They're going to have some sort of logic to them, but they're also more interesting and more creative. And again, this is all second-hand information. I haven't played it since the new update, so you have yeah. to kind of take that with a grain of salt there. So next time we record, are you going to give us a report, Mark? Oh yeah, I'll do that. Report okay. on the sky for it. That's <laughs> what it's going to be called. Yeah, yep. uh, you should call it No Martin Sky. Oh, that totally works. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll play it and I'll come back come back to talk about it. Because um, I think there's maybe some more that there's more that given its effective revival, uh, both in terms of its the public opinion and presumably sales. Um, although I'd like to see some numbers on that. Uh, I think there's more to talk about here, and I would actually have to have played the game to get a real sense of it. So I think I'm going to do that. I've been playing a lot of other stuff recently, so I've not had time. So speaking of that, now I think it's time for uh, a new segment. New segment in the show. A new mm-hmm. segment in it. Yeah, it's like an updated cool segment, and it's called Josh's Deep Thoughts Next. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Think, fuck. Think... Does that does that mean the thoughts have to actually be deep now? Well, it's only an uppercase <laughs> next. It's not like a real next, so it's N E N T in capital letters. So it just means yeah, it's with the like same, spaces but more. in between each yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just oh, the same. Fuck. But there's like you have a better UI this time. Yeah, and you can you can see yourself in third person with another one of you in it. Mm-hmm. In deep thoughts. And I'm, I'm finally going to be using all of the words that I said I knew at the start of the pro- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I'm, I'm saying the the new jingle for Jurassic Deep Thoughts next because it's got a new updated jingle. A new updated you ready? jingle. Fuck Ooh. me. It goes. Jurassic Deep Thoughts next. Jurassic Deep Thoughts next. Jurassic Deep Thoughts next. Jurassic Deep Thoughts next. The next thoughts. Right now, Martin. It's interesting you mentioned looking at fish. Oh, is it? Yeah, I went to an aquarium on Tuesday. Oh, right, okay. Right? How was that? Because I was just fucking sick of it all, and so I went to look at some fish for a minute. It was good. Uh, uh, the octopus, <laughs> as ever, just hides. Mm-hmm. They're uh, known for it. They, they don't... They don't... They can't be fucked. They don't want to bother. They just hide in a corner, and you've got to spot the octopus, and then you win the aquarium. Well, see, no, one, no, no one's ever done it yet. The aquarium has has belonged to no one for centuries. Yeah. The thing is that the octopus, yeah, yeah, uh, it's got like near human level intelligence. So, mm-hmm. do you think it's having a great time being put in a little aquarium and having a bunch of gormless idiot apes just kind of lo- looking for it all the time? I don't know. Trying to win sounds, the aquarium sounds like what I do with most of my weekend. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have to work and I could just stay at home all day, that sounds pretty good. I'd I'd be put in a glass box and hide. <laughs> Sorry, dog yelling. Dog yelling. <laughs> we have a neighbour, and the dog will not tolerate neighbours. <laughs> Bloody hell! Sorry, get back to it. <laughs> there was there was a single crab, and the crab also hid. Um. Oh. Which which made me sad. I want this little crab, this little little crabby leg leggers going scuttle scuttle about. But what sort of crab was it? A hermit crab, the oh, best kind of crab because they peek out of a little shell a bit. Yeah. Oh, hey. this is a good crab. Hating is kind of their yeah. thing. They're pretty good at it. Can, they uh, live in a shell and are good. And what was annoying about I could see his little pinches, yeah. but I couldn't see the rest of the good crab. Because he was in the back of the tank, and you can't get anywhere around there to see. Look at it, please. Can you just ask if you could like get in the tank and get a closer look? Get in the tank and look at the fucking crab. Yeah, I would have said to them. Get, let me in the fucking tank. Let me in there. Let me at him. Let me at him. Fucking let me look at your crab, please. Thanks. <laughs> but they weren't having it, and the, the, weirdly enough, I got kicked out. Oh, well, that uh, seems a little Before rude. that, though, there was there was some sharks, and they were good, right? We talked about sharks before. Yeah, sharks are good. On on the on this podcast, it was gen- genuinely one of my favourite one of these sections that we've done was just talking about some sharks for a minute. <laughs> uh, I learned that my favourite boy, the thresher shark, we have them off the coast of England, oh, the common you? thresher shark. Oh. So. Great, I've got good proximity to the best shark, but some other good sharks. Uh, smooth hound sharks. They're small, right? And they've got kind of an upturned snoot, and they just wiggle. They're just a wiggly, like snaky, swimmy boy. But all, more more perplexing than this is the spotted cat shark. That look basically similar, except they've got a bit of a spot on them. A bit, a bunch of the circles that they've been put on for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But do you know why it's confusing? It would. It, they're they're more commonly known as the dogfish. 
Yeah, right. Here's, here's the yeah. thing, though. Cat, shark, dog, fish. How can this be? There's also a catfish. Are those a kind of shark too? But that's that's not even a shark. That's a that's a whiskery little fella. Yeah, they've got the little bottom feeder things. And they have little whiskers. Did you know that those are called barbels? Are they? Yeah, they're called barbels. Well, I've learned something new. Why? Why is this shark a dogfish if it's a cat? And the whole thing leads me to believe that sharks are possessed of a sense of irony. They are possessed of the ability to sense electromagnetic waves and iron. Well, there uh, you go. This is Iron E. It contains iron. My knowledge of rudimentary physics fails me at this point, but I assume there's some connection there. Yeah. It's the fifth one if it's Iron E. Because that's the fifth letter. The fifth letter of the alphabet. I actually had to count that out on my fingers because um, I'm very smart. Um, So, really, if if all this is the case, did you see a tortoise in the... You know, funnily enough, I saw saw some turtles. I actually did as well. There was one sat on a log looking at me over his turtle shoulder and he went, Yeah, I'm a turtle, fuck off. And that was fun, looking at him. And there was some swimming about, which was good. I went to a botanic garden last weekend, and we saw some little turtles and tortoises there, and one of them had a really bad attitude. He was called Chuck Norris, which is a weird name for a turtle. And he was going around nipping all the other turtles just because he's a bit of a dick. Can't go biting turtles. And that was actually (laughs) what what was written on the sign next to the enclosure. (laughs) (laughs) He harasses the other turtles because he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Did it say because he's a bit of a dick on the sign? No, they said it in politer terms, but that was th- yeah. that was the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, we saw him do it. There was a bigger turtle who just was too old for this shit. And this little guy came up next to him, just nipped and nipped and nipped and wouldn't leave him alone. <laughs> Did the bigger turtle look at the camera and go, I'm too old for this shit? Yeah, he looked at me, actually. It was weird. Yeah. Well, you can famously talk to tortoises. Yeah, you know, it's part of my druidic heritage. It's part of your job. <laughs> Much more interesting <laughs> than my real it's job. Part, it's in mandatory <laughs> training. Yeah, that's how, that's how you make your money. Yeah, that's it's great. But all these fish <laughs> gave me an idea, right? Yeah. Do you want to hear my great new idea for a game show? Oh, okay. yes. Do I? It's called Chives Before Wives. Okay. Okay. Contestants come on to the show to with the promise of having the chance to win many, many chives at the explicit expense of their marriage. What if there's no wife involved in the marriage? Uh, well, then the title of the show wouldn't rhyme. So when they're not allowed on the show. Are you saying that this this show is only open to um, straight and lesbian partnerships? Yes. We we let this is this some inclusion. We have lesbians on the show sometimes. 
if if two women want to come on our program and ruin their relationship over some chives, they've just as much right as anyone else. Except for two men. But gay men can't, exactly. They're not allowed. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> you should fucking know better. It has to rhyme. That is of vital importance. Gareth. <laughs> okay, right. There's this guy called Gareth, right? This is all in the... He's obsessed with chives and it's ruining his marriage. And this is an elaborate ruse to make him think that he has no right to have quite as many chives as he does. I'm not proud of what we're doing, but we've tried literally everything else. Sometimes you do what needs to be done for the greater good. his, His husband... Because that's the thing. If he if he was if he had a wife, he could come on the show, win some chives, and then ruin his marriage. I'm trying to save his marriage by convincing him that he, as a gay man, maybe shouldn't have quite so many chives. It's the only thing we've tried. It's got to work, unless he starts to question his sexuality based on the fact that he has so many chives already and feels entitled to them. Do you think his entitlement to chives suggests some kind of attraction to chives? At which point, I'd kind of. I mean, if he's like, if he starts to question who he is now, just purely as an excuse to keep the right, Nathan, right? If you're listening, if he questions his sexuality just to keep the chives, get out of there. It's not worth it. You've done everything you could. You you shouldn't have to live like this, and he has no right to make you. Enough is enough, Nathan. The point is he can be on the game, and he clearly wants to be, because it's a great game. He wants to be on the game, but he can't be, so he either has to choose... He cannot be allowed to reach the studio. Yeah. I mean, if he tries to go on it... Send forth our armies! You think people will comically tackle him as he tries to walk in? They'd better. That's what I'm paying them for. I mean, you've got cameras set up everywhere just to capture it, just in case it happens facial recognition set up just to stop Gareth entering the studio claiming the chives and throwing away like the someone who truly loves him because he just wants this fucking herb I think is it a herb? yeah no maybe it's a herb it's a herb it's a herb for fuck's it's sake it's a kind of onion <laughs> Gareth it's a kind of onion fuck <laughs> off <laughs> I've never understood what Nate saw in him. I really haven't. The chive fuck. Maybe he just has great hidden depths, and you can't always tell with someone from the outside. Maybe in a world without chives, he would be the ideal partner. We don't know. But the fact is, we live in a world with chives, and we we must suffer the consequences of that. Maybe he's maybe he's a Nate fan. Oh. Okay. A Nate fan. Do you get it? Because mm-hmm. it's a bit like Nathan. Nathan. It's a fun. It's a fun goof. It's great that it's <laughs> happened. <laughs> what were we talking about? The fucking fish, right? Yeah, <laughs> something about fish. Yeah, we were talking about an aquarium for a bit. Yeah, so I just wanted to tell everybody that I'd went to the aquarium. It was great. There was. I, I finally know what a turbot is. What is a turbot? It's a it's a type of flatfish, like oh. a place. And flatfish are hilarious. They are hilarious. <laughs> just, 
They're just little squished, little squished boys with little sideways <laughs> mouths going, ah, help me. Have you ever seen a time lapse of um, flatfish development? I have not. I feel like that's an extremely niche thing. Some for, some form of extreme sport. It's fucked up is what it is. Because I their mean, eye starts so. on the other side of the head and then kind of drifts. That's a really upsetting description. <laughs> Do you get the sense that maybe flatfish should never have been? There's some kind of na- made something like nature's mistake. Yeah, but they can hide in some sand. So they're pretty good at hiding in sand. Well, if they want to hide in sand, why aren't they fucking rays? Rays do that. Just be a fucking ray. You I've idiot. had an idea. I've had an idea. I've had an idea. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nathan, you're listening, right? Take Gareth to the aquarium and push him in the fucking tank. <laughs> yeah, push him in the tank. And if, when he's screaming for help, he shouts chives instead of um. Instead of Nathan, if that's the word that is, if that's the thing he goes for for help right away, then just fucking leave him in there. Leave him in the tank to drown. Leave him in the tank and say, uh, "See how chives helps you now." Yeah, uh, matey boy. And if he says your name instead of chives, uh, rescue him, and it should be fine. Is it is should the be. Thing. From from what I have learned from my experience, if you threaten to drown your partner, it'll sort itself out. Yeah, I mean, if you just explain to the aquarium staff beforehand, let them know this is going to go down, they'll be fine. There'll be no problem. Just dress him up as a haddock before you push him in. I mean, I can't imagine that will arouse any suspicions at all. The staff won't notice until it's too late. Many's the time I've done that. Trust me. Which tank do you push him into? Whatever one we happen to be at when I have the idea. Hmm. What's your favourite tank you've ever pushed someone into? Ooh. I like... I like, uh... Any manner of crustacean. I like pushing them into the lobster tank. There's not typically enough water in there for them to technically be in any danger of drowning, but the the lobster uses their claws to pinch them on the bum and they go, ooh! And they jump up and they hold You only need a couple of inches of water to drown, Josh. You do. It's true. You've got to to put some sort of, like, weight around their neck. I think my favourite has to to be the flamboyant cuttlefish tank. The cuttlefish are good. They're great. They help. They help you drown them. The flamboyant cuttlefish in particular. It changes rainbow colours as it swims. It's really pretty. Cuttlefish are awesome. One of my favourite cephalopods. I thought you said the flamboyant couple fish tank. Yeah, I did, yeah, that that's what it's called. It's the fish tank they've set up specifically for this purpose. <laughs> yeah. This really colourful tank they set up for the cuttlefish who just enjoys yeah. it. Just having a great time. Drowning. So that was Josh's <laughs> deep thoughts next. I think we're gonna go back to Josh's a market improvement over I'm... the launch version. No, I think I think I think I'm all right with the original release. To be honest, Josh, see what's next. Josh, see what's next. Josh, see what's next. Josh, see what's next. 
Fucking hell. So, so recommendations. So recommendations. This episode is it. What? 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 I've got a recommendation that I can say. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Been playing a game. Yeah. Let me Mm -hmm. remember what it was called for a sec. Right. (laughs) It's it's a mobile game, right? Fucking hell. With you so far. I've got I've got it on my iPad. It's called Hold Down. Is this a sex game? Pardon? <laughs> it's got the word hole in it, say. It's very funny. No, they mean an actual hole in the ground. Dig down it, right? Yeah, well, an actual... You've got... A, an, a bottom hole is an actual hole. Josh Riviera, if that is your real name. It's not. It's definitely not. Oh. So, hole down. <laughs> it's, it's a sort of... It's a puzzly game where you shoot the bouncy friends uh, down and you're mining, I think the premise is, and you've got to shoot it off of blocks and they've got a number on them which tells you how many times they have to be hit before they'll break. And if they get to the top of the screen, you lose the game. And so you've got... It's just a physics puzzly shoot the things and make them bounce off of each other to cause the max number of bumping into stuff, thanks, to help you get down in this hole. Uh, there And some of the blocks have crystals in them, and you can get the crystals, and they help you buy upgrades. You can shoot more bouncy beans down it, and they've got faces, and it's fun. Or you can have better things, and it's good. But the important thing is, you're accompanied by a little wiggly ghost. Ah. In the bottom right of the screen, there's a little wiggly ghost and or worm. And he wiggles real good. And he tells you how to play the game. And if you poke him, he tells you to eat your vegetables. (laughs) I do occasionally need reminders of that. It's great. He He tells you to eat your vegetables and to seize the means of production. I think there might be subtext in the. In, it's I'm very not subtle, sure, I can tell. But I, it might be one of those games that looks like it's just a fun wiggly worm telling you to dig for a minute, and then it turns out it's actually about communism. But I'm not sure. They've not over. They, they've not. He's not really done anything other than called me comrade yet. But like, <laughs> there might be some sort of thing going on here. I don't know. I'll have to wait till I get to the centre of the sun. Uh, I have two questions. You ask them. The first one is, are there microtransactions in this game? None whatsoever. Okay, because that would have somewhat undermined that's, that's the That's why I'm recommending it, because like, I've got to recommend. It's a, it's an actual fucking game. Nice. They've made someone on a mobile phone has made an actual game on it. I've, he- I've heard rumours of these things. And it's got a little—it's got a little communist ghost, and he wiggles. Uh, I have a second question. Ask it as well. Is this some kind of horrifying scenario, where somehow the Earth is just pushing unending blocks of dirt and crystal up onto the Earth, and the only way to stop it is for little ball fellas to hit those blocks and break them into non-existence? 
Well, no, because you reached the core of like the the various celestial bodies you're mining. I think you're just going down, but like your thing is moving at a constant speed. Oh, and you okay, can't so stop it's like it. a a scrolling screen thing. Well, not really. Like it's done. Like it's t- it's a turn-based scrolly friend. So like you take your shot and then it will scroll up, and then you take another shot and it'll scroll up. Take another shot, it'll scroll up. And what this is telling me, what this is telling me then is that um, what you're actually you're work. This is another critique on capitalism because you're working against strict deadlines where you have to get rid of this layer by this point or you will die. It's about crunch. Yeah, it's about the crunch. The crunchy earth beneath our feet that we're constantly digging to get fucking... Crystals. Spyro. I forgot all the names of all the games for a moment there, except for Spyro. Did you remember the only game that matters? Yeah. The only, the only true video game. Yeah, and I mean, is to be honest, not even the remaster. Yeah, the remaster has been having a bit of a uh, crunch issue, hasn't it? So, I mean, oh, well, I yeah, know. I mean, they didn't have time to put two of them on the fucking disc, yeah. did they? That's right, they're downloads, aren't they? Yeah, they didn't have. Time. I mean, it's, it's been put about that that might be the reason. It could just be because Activision did it, and Activision's got to do something. You know, I mean, to, we just to remind this us. Yet. What can we do at the last minute? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got an idea. It's this, or like, throw all of our programmers down a hole. Uh, and that that would take digging. Yeah, you have so to throw all the just... programmers down a hole and make them hit blocks a certain number of times. So the programmers are the things hitting the blocks, yeah. Yeah. And then a little ghost at the bottom says, ah, I'm Karl Marx. <laughs> it's maybe it's the ghost of Karl Marx. Is is was was Karl Marx particularly wiggly? Did he did he like wiggle a lot? Was was he was he a cylinder? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need Astrid on the show. Like, what? What? Who am I going to direct these queries to once Astrid's gone? She's the only one who knows. Okay. Uh, She's the resident expert on this. Is true. Resident experts on whether or not Karl Marx's wiggles like a little. Um, I feel like I could have to read a, le- a lot more on Karl Marx's wiggling history to compensate. The wiggling history of the communist movement. I want to know. I have to know. So yeah, hold down, buy it if you want. It's just under four quid. And it's a great time with bouncy little friends. I will check it out. Uh, so yeah. Martin, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, I don't have anything new, but I've got a couple of older things I've been playing lately that I always worth, think better worth talking about again. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, uh, everyone's familiar with Night in the Woods already, you don't need me to recommend that. Yeah, but I've not played it because it's expensive and I'm poor. Yeah, well, it's it's very very good. Um, I want to play in aden- it. In addition to that, there are two uh, short mini games that came out before it as part of the game jams at different times that were intended to be sort of uh, teasers for the main game, which are completely free. You can get it from the website, and they are really All fun right. little things. They're one of them is only about fifteen minutes long, and it's about identifying. Um, constellations oh i've and seen that i've seen that yeah one. it's identified constellations and they tell stories and it gives you it was updated recently to give some dialogue that ties directly into the main game that wasn't there originally 
It's called Longest Night. Uh, you can get it for free at nightinthewoods.com from download from Itch.io. And there's another one, uh, Lost Constellation, Lost Constellation, which is for some reason hard for me to say, which is a ghost story set in the same world uh, as a kind of a mythical folktale. Um, that is, I won't spoil any of it for you because it is a really fun little story. And it's about an hour long, give or take. And uh, you get to design your own little snowmen and take pictures of them and share them with people, and that was really fun. And uh, yeah, I can recommend those. And um, they're just little things, and they're totally free. And they're if you've played Night in the Woods before and you haven't played them yet, it's well worth looking at because they're fun. And if you haven't played Night in the Woods and you want to, check these out first. Um, another thing I've been playing recently, and it's again an old one that most people will be already familiar with, is Oxen Free, which I have been really enjoying. Which I have uh, recommended before in this podcast because it's oh, a real good cool. game. Yeah. It is. Well, I back up that recommendation then. It's really, really good. I'm about halfway through it right now, and I'm enjoying it a lot. I like the soundtrack um, a lot of that game. Yeah, the soundtrack's really good. The use of sound in general is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so that that was everything I had to recommend, I think. Okay. Um, my recommendation's another backing up something we've talked about before. Oh, yeah? Uh, because this week I have played and completed and then 100%ed the achievements on uh, Valhalla. Valhalla! Ooh, yeah. Cyberpunk Bar Set Direction. I have yes. yeah, really completely to forgotten about that game. Yeah. Well, how is it? How was it? Was it's, it good? It's real good. I really like nice. it. Nice. Uh, Astrid had only just started it when she recommended it way back when. I have, mm-hmm. I have played all of it and I do not try 100% games very often. Because I, I, I don't see the point in doing stuff I don't find enjoyable just to, yeah. just that I could just, say I just did for points, it all. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it enough that I just wanted to get I wanted to do everything and see everything. And uh, mm. something interesting that um, we talked about the fact that the augmented eye newspaper is in both Valhalla and um, Read Only Memories, which we've also recommended. Oh. It's yeah, not yeah. just that. They are explicitly set within the same world, ten years apart. Yeah. Uh, and the funniest story about that is the fact that they're by completely different developers who just happened to be making similar style games at the same time and rewrote their plots so that they'd fit better together and put cameos yeah. of each other's characters, um, references really to fun. the world of each of them. That's cool. Yeah, so um, if you do certain things, uh, you can get like the information of how to make a uh, secret drink from in Read Only Memories. One of the cameo characters from Valhalla tells you how to make it. And then you can take that uh, recipe, put it into Valhalla, and that unlocks cameo appearances from Read Only Memories characters in Valhalla. That's kind of cool. That sounds delightful. I really like that. Also, uh... One of the characters who appears later is um, is Jim obligatory mention Sterling's yeah, character. I'm wondering when we're going to get that in this thing. <laughs> yeah, it, we left it till late. Yeah, one of his um, one of his old characters from the Jimquisition is just a character in the game. Huh. Uh which means that he's both voiced a character and had a character based on him in both of the games set in this That's universe right. because he voices a character in read-only memories. 
Well, there you are. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting stuff. Uh, it's 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 Virgilio, by the way, and I can't remember his last name right now. The uh the um the art art boy. The who, the art. The one who was very interested in art in very old gym positions. Oh, back, uh, these, like, escapist era ones, or even older, maybe? I think some of them, it's been older. There's, um, it also appeared in, like, the Distractoid era, um, video game show, What I Done. Oh, yeah. So, it's a a deep... (laughs) That's going way back. Yeah, it's a gem deep cut, but it's real good. And it's not just a cameo as well, he's one of the main characters, and you can get a, you can get a... One of the endings of the game is just his ending. If you complete his storyline, it's great. Huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I heartily recommend it. It's a very fun game. Uh, with lots of very good characters. Uh, so that's my recommendation. So, so that's the, the one. Yeah, we did it. We completed it. George... Do you want to tell us where to find you on the internet? Yes, I. Yes, I would. Strange clown. You can Gorsh, find. I'm Goofy from Mickey the Mouse. It's me, Goofy from Kingdom Hearts Three, coming soon. Gorsh. Oh, look, it's my best friend, Donald Duck from Kingdom Hearts 3, coming soon. Anchor Squirt. <laughs> oh, I just headbutted my mic. <laughs> you know what, maybe science has gone too far. There's been too few characters in this episode. I had to get some of them in there. I really hope you heard Les mocking me for headbutting my mic in the background there. (laughs) I didn't, but I'm glad that it it exists as a thing that happened. uh... (laughs) (laughs) So, Josh, shall I do it? Yeah, you can do it now. Do the thing. I'll do it. You can find me on Twitter at NoCrowsHere, talking out of my words. You can also find me on YouTube. The Abominable Showman, where the first episode of The Art of Art with Jonathan Art has gone up. Uh, It's quite artful. I haven't watched it yet. I don't really publicise these things very well, but it's there and you can look at it and it's great and Bound was just just a great idea that everyone had. So, so, So much art. Just more art than you could shake a stick at. So so artful, and we're all very imp- impressed and delighted so, by it. So if you're like me, and you end up following uh, Josh on Twitter at No Crows Here, um, which you should, which you should, uh, you will end up if you are me having like ten notifications a day, despite the fact that you turned off notifications for other people's tweets and stuff. Uh, just of oh. Josh's tweets and no one else's. <laughs> I just get constant <laughs> notifications about your tweets and no one else's, and I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I I guess 
I don't know. I mean, it's good I get to see your lovely face. Yeah. With an egg. <laughs> with an egg that I've got, that I own. It's it's brilliant. I, I wish... I, I wish this behaviour would result in any additional engagement, but apparently it's just you <laughs> having this. It's just me, and I'm awful at actually no replying one else to shit cares. on Twitter. What? So I will I just look on... and see the shit and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I follow you on Twitter, and normally when I see things I like from people I know, I'm happy to like favourite and retweet those, but I never see your updates. I have to go looking for them. I don't know why Twitter's hiding them from me. <laughs> It's because they're, they're all being all said to, to me. Elodie. Yeah, it's all going <laughs> to me. Elodie's the only one who's allowed. Have all of these, you asshole. <laughs> That's what Twitter says. This Mr. Jack Twitter. He goes, have them. You fuck. And you can also find me on IndieHaven.com doing... Being a good video boy and making... Some, I've got some videos. I've got two... Two that I'm working on right now, Elodie. I can barely manage one. What? What? What's? What an idea! What a stupid idea that I've had. <laughs> to be fair, the audio for one's already done. I've just got to get footage, which meant downloading DC Universe online, which was <laughs> which was a remarkable experience. But I'm glad that I took up part of my day. <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> It's, I'm going somewhere with it. You, 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 you've got to come with me a bit on both of these, to be honest. But, yeah, look forward to them at some point. Fuck. <laughs> Martin. Yes. <laughs> Can we find you uh, on DC Universe Online? <laughs> <laughs> I do not have the attention span for online games of basically any kind, so you won't. <laughs> um, you can find me, however, at Indie Haven, where the occasional stuff that I do there, uh, every now and again, um, on this podcast, a little more often in the future, and uh, on Twitter, at a name I'm going to have to explain someday, but still refuse to do so, Fry Fryburger. That's F-R-I-E-F-R-I-E-B-U-R-G-E-R. And my current username is The War on Christmas in July, so you'll know it's me. Uh, I, I like your usernames. <laughs> the last one, I think, was uh, Unstoppable 2, War Train, the sequel to the classic movie Unstoppable about the train that would not stop. Um, <laughs> Riveting. Uh, Literally, because it's on... a train and trains have rivets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a dream. Jesus it's, it's, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me on... I also manage some of the social media stuff for Indie Haven, so if you see something being shared by on there on Facebook, just say hi, that's me. Look me up on Tumblr at Frivon Freiburger. It's F-R-I-E-V-O-N-F-R-I-E-V-U-R-G-E-R. A longer name. Uh, and my blog there is called The Dead Y Scrolls, so you'll know that's me. I have a bunch of posts. I'm going to post more stuff up there uh, quite soon, so keep an eye on that. If you care. So I basically, at this point, at this point, I basically only use Tumblr to look at porn on the internet now. That's valid. No, I mean, that's 90% of what's on there anyway, so that's totally fine. Yeah, it's just, it's just a place where I can look at porn without getting heinous viruses. Yeah, without it being yeah. generally a terrible experience for all concerned. Yeah. 
that's fair enough. Um, I use it to post stuff, so I have a place where it's all posted in one go, and I can easily link to it. Do you ever use it for porn, Martin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. I mean, it, it sort of happens to you anyway if you spend enough time on there. You don't really get a choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah. At this point, uh, yeah. at this point, anything but porn happening to me on Tumblr is unlikely. So, you know. <laughs> it would be uh, a travesty. Um, I think that's everything. Yes. Elodie, what is your ones? You can find me on Twitter. C-H-E-M-Y words. Cammy words. Ah, Cammy words. Yeah. Uh, was that funny? That was technically a joke. Yeah, I oh. think it sort of worked. Qualifies. Okay, that's good. Um, so you can find me on there. My my current username on there is uh, the letters L O D. Just like a fun joke. Oh um, yeah, that is a fun joke. Oh, I didn't get that until right now. <laughs> I was just looking at it like, who's this Lord character? <laughs> It used to be my name as a palindrome, uh, so it was mm. Adolody. Um, there you go. Now we know. Yeah, but that one, that one, I actually contacted. Um, I I contacted Cite This for me with it because they'd um, charged me for something I cancelled, and they replied mm-hmm. to it with, "Hey, a a, a no, it was Adolody because they miss out the I." So it was just Edelelody. Uh, we will contact contact this thing and we'll give you your money, was it? But I've just found that funny. And now I'm L-O-D, so that's it. Uh, find me on yeah. YouTube, youtube.com slash L-O-D Cunningham. Uh, find stuff I've done with Martin on there. Find stuff yep. I've done on Fun my things. own on there. Uh, uh, we've got another episode of that Pokemon thing coming up pretty soon. We need to do some recording because I fucked it up. But yeah, no the re- the last episode of Imprint um, I put up because our beadroll discussion was good enough that I just wanted it to be out, even though the audio yeah. was a mess up. But I think the beadroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sorry, I, I got excited about beadroll for a moment. We, we're gonna we were gonna re-record the next couple that we recorded. In that session yeah. the, and get them up get, get them in better order now uh, that I know what the problem was hopefully I can get some more stuff on YouTube soon um, then you can find most of my podcasts here um, I'll have new podcasts coming up it's been pushed back to September due to some news related to the subject matter of the podcast um, mm-hmm. but that's very exciting yeah but that's going to be out then Uh Look out for some announcements about that soon, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything too much yet. Still, um, That's a big, okay. big surprise. So that yeah, uh, look out for that. And um, otherwise, Indie Haven, and um, you can find the music to this podcast and all the other stuff that I've done on chemicalwordsnet.bandcamp.com. If you are paying me money for it, oh, and speaking of paying me money, Patreon.com/slash/chemiwords. Uh, I've got. F- I'm getting five dollars again on it. Yay! Uh, sh- Do it. Yeah, so that's that's good. I'm getting getting money. Um, that's that's fun, right?
It's a fun time we all like. Oh, just before we finish, um, Liz insists that I credit her fairly with all of my good Twitter usernames. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're her ideas most of the time. <laughs> oh. Okay, well... Tell, tell Liz that they're very good at Twitter usernames. Elodie thinks they're very good Twitter usernames. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, that's on the record now. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, 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 don't let it be said that I plagiarized. Incidentally... <laughs> El- Elodie, I've, I've seen... Oh. <laughs> this is a very quiet ghost in the background, who I assume. Oh. Sorry, that, that was too heavily on the That mic. was like a, a, a rumbly thunder. There was a quiet ghost in a rumbly thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our episode title right in the end there. Thank, I thought we weren't going to have one for a <laughs> that's moment. That's really good, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was just going to say, I've seen Gungan Watch, the most recent one. Okay, did you like it? You you describing things that you own might be my new favourite genre of YouTube content. <laughs> <laughs> just just the, the Cardu wiggling his big old leggers, and you just sat there going, he does it! <laughs> he does it! And I, then I was at home looking at it, watching, going... Yeah, he does do it. It just makes you feel all is right with the world. So watch that with your eyes if you want it. If you want some of um some of that real good uh, hip content, top quality content that we all love and enjoy. Uh, yeah. If if you like that, then um, do it. Do it. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah. Look at it for God's sake with your eyes. It doesn't cost you anything, does it? Yeah, just yeah. It wouldn't just put you it. out of your day, would it? Uh, the video is no. called Gungan Watch 2018: The Cadu Days of Summer. Oh, uh, love that name. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think yeah, that's. If you want to look at a large head that you can nominally keep things in. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the head bag. That's good. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, if you want to know what that what I'm actually talking about there at all, just yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> watch the things. <laughs> um, what? Watch our shit. <laughs> watch our shit. That's a uh, that's a good um, that's a good tagline. Yeah, for this bit of the podcast, at least. We're, we're making this last a real long time. Yeah, we're dragging it. The, what are we being paid by the word or something? We're like getting this. our money's worth out of this time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been two thousand years since the last one. We've got to make this one longer. Otherwise, the people will to riot. compensate. There'll be there'll be anarchy in the streets. A man will fall over. People will find their shoes uncomfortable. Children oh, no. will shout. There'll be a cafe that's bad. Oh I'm, no! Oh, someone please to be fair, end the episode. To be fair, the anarchy bit sounds all right. I could do with some about this time. I mean, it's sounding increasingly appealing as the days go on. Watching the days go by, water flowing underground, same as it ever was. <laughs> this talking heads is funny. It's a hilarious joke that we like.
Josh, Josh, you gotta end this. Well, it has to end. End it. I've got to give. I get. I'll give my words of wisdom. It's misery. Give a man a fish, and he will eat it for a day. Teach a man to fish, and he'll break your legs with a socket wrench. So the moral of the story is: don't become a fishing instructor. Instructor. Did I fucking stutter, Elodie? <laughs> Don't become one. It's not worth the risk to your health and legs. I'm you sorry, everyone. First. I'm sorry um, about this. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out of here. You make me sick. I can't believe this. We're here doing this bullshit and Astrid's in a fucking ice hotel. Where the hell does she get on? I'll never forgive all those people who kept saying that Discord is so much better than all the other podcasts. Thanks for listening to Podhaven.